0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back everybody to the Oz Network as we once again bring you another third watch episode, an exclusive recap series. We're past halfway point of the fourth season, we're into the twelfth episode called castles of sand at first aired on the 13th of january 2003 it was written by charles murray and was directed by felix enriquez alcalá which is a nice name and i think they should be proud of that name my name is ben and i'm really glad you're not my father <laughs> <laughs> my name's Darvell and shit i forgot my quote Shit! You forgot your quote. I forgot my. You forgot fucking your quote, <laughs> <Duffel>, Come on. <laughs> I did. Fail. <laughs> Fail. Uh, <laughs> I wonder
1: if I. I wonder if I can. I wonder if I can go back and look at it real quick while the call is while the,
0: while we're still on the call. Well, well while we I don't know. No, well, look, it's it's fine. I think that uh, if we were any professional okay. type of podcast, we would uh, go through it and edit this bit out and make it sound like you didn't forget. Yeah, we thing, would, but, but oh well, we're not a professional podcast. Uh, we're kind of no, just, we aren't,
1: and hey, that happens. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Shit
0: happens. It's a it's a great metaphor for life. But mm-hmm. um, we're here for the final good episode for at least a fortnight. Um, so <laughs> 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 yeah, this is a this is a pretty decent episode. I actually, I actually don't mind this one. I, I pretty good, yeah, pretty good. I kind of, I always forget that this is an episode in this season because again, I think we mentioned it last week, sort of with the whole faith situation with um her friend Claire. That I always kind of, I always have a weird memory that this is in an earlier season, but um and that we've already seen this episode. But no, we haven't, and mm-hmm. here we are. And it's it's again, we said this last week, but I kind of feel like this is an episode that feels like one of our older episodes you know and sort of the early seasons episode. Yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a decent episode
1: yep. yep and it highlights an a not often talked about side of domestic violence too yeah you rarely hear about the situation claire was in spoiler alert. and
0: it's it's i find this too late. i find it a very fascinating episode with everything that kind of is going on particularly with that side of things and kind of how, I guess, um, relevant that conversation is in today's society. Obviously, we discussed a lot last week about Carlos's situation, how, again, this week it kind of plays into, um, I guess, what we're used to a lot in today's society. So, Oh, oh, I just remembered my quote. Say qu- it. Go on. Give it to us. <laughs> you better
1: have a good explanation for every embarrassing thing you've ever done in your life. There
0: you go. And I don't. So I'm screwed, am I? Or what, what's going to happen to me? I don't know. Yeah, no one ever does. You it. aren't. Co- <laughs> nope. I just want to say some happy news in regards to anything that when I was watching this episode and taking notes, Mallory was in the bu- in the background behind me, and uh, she sort of was gr- casually watching some of the episode. And at one point, she turns to me and goes, "I like this show." So there you go. That's right there. All right, She's a awesome. keeper. <laughs> She's officially <laughs> a keeper. All right. Yes,
1: Mallory. Congratulations for. Passing the third watch test. Now you have to watch it all the way through.
0: Although, watching a little bit of next week's episode, which I told her basically don't watch it because this will put you off for watching the show forever, um, she didn't know who Fred was and kind of assumed that Yoko's husband was dead. So she needs to watch it from the beginning to kind of understand what's going on. So, anyway. Yeah,
1: and, I mean, she... I mean, she's she's got to watch it when she goes when she goes
0: through the series, bad as bad as it may be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we've got a very interesting start to this episode. And again, I always kind of felt that this was a an episode that we'd already seen because this is kind of like the sex episode in terms of how we start off with it at the beginning. So we've got uh, the great Dave Brubeck quartet uh, with the song Take Five playing, great saxophone um, happening. And it's sort of this intercha- Fantastic. interchanging editing when it comes to Carlos's appearance in court. And essentially he has had a self-appointed lawyer. He doesn't know that he's meant to do everything else. And kind of, I, I do like this introduction with him when, Essentially, they're like, oh, you know, he's accused of touching a, you know, a 16 year old girl. And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> Shut up, Carlo. And the lawyer's basically just saying that like, you know, be quiet, be quiet. And he's essentially remanded on a $50,000 bond. Um, shoved into jail. He's still in his uniform. Now he's been arrested. Let's just assume that this is the night. Uh, the morning after, you know, he's been arrested from the previous episode, still in his uniform. So I guess he was in custody overnight, and here he is again, just still in the FDMY blues. So, um, fair enough, I guess. He probably is a bit smelly, hasn't had a shower? Don't know how that works. But yeah. the, the other interesting <laughs> yeah. stuff that's kind of going on here is that we get four, I guess, sequences of our beloved characters having sex. Not all with each other. It's not just like a massive third-watch orgy, but, um... We get sort of slow motion shot of uh, Fred and Faith going at it. Good for them. Uh, then, mm-hmm. despite uh, having uh, not seen this woman in quite some time, we get Bosco hooking up with the uh, the burglary report that he had earlier on in this season. So, finally, he uh, gets it on with when her. When was that? Oh, was that like episode three was that to protect? Um, possibly.
1: We'll have to...
0: We'll have to go back and it see. It wasn't the chosen few, because he was on anti crime that time. No, um, and it
1: wasn't to and I and it wasn't to protect because that was with uh, He was investigating the disappearance of Ralphie and ran across Miguel.
0: Oh right, okay, so it wasn't to protect. So Crash and Burn was it? Did Bosco do anything during Jimmy and he's? escapades that episode i don't think so uh, i don't think so uh we can check later yeah i'm sure somebody will be messaging us right now or Kidez or or bob they're, they're telling <laughs> us right now but we again we've sort of forgotten this has only happened this season but anyway she's back there she is she's getting laid and i always forget that bosco does get a little bit more action than um you know a certain somebody in a few episodes time and obviously it's been a while um since any form of uh nicole action that he had in the earlier couple of seasons so um yeah it's good for him but we also see doc and uh joy going at it for a little bit and of course why not have a random sequence of jimmy getting laid from a woman who we have no (laughs) idea who she is um she's quite attractive and it's kind of a bit of a graphic scene because they're in a bath and you kind of see a bum a little bit so you mentioned i think last week didn't you about how would third watch have been if it had been on cable um, they're pushing yeah. the boundaries here of the censorships on the uh, network television in 2003. So, um, it was a friendlier time. Yeah,
1: third, yeah, third watch. Third watch always struck me as the kind of show that did put that did push boundaries in terms of what they could show yeah. for a primetime network show. Because I mean, considering the what it, what the premise is. I mean, they had to push the boundaries if they wanted to make it as realistic as possible. Well,
0: we, we mentioned and that. And I'm not
1: talking about the sex well, scenes. Well, even
0: just on the sex scenes, I mean, we mentioned that back up in, um, Kim's Hope Chest, didn't we? Kind of, I always remember that really sort of graphic sequence we have of Kim when he, when she picks up the, the random guy at the newsstand. So, um, yeah. and I think maybe we could probably get away with a little bit more of just showing a l- tiny bit of, you know, top of bum cheek because this was, this was pre wardrobe malfunction. Um, so this was pre Janet Jackson Yeah, pre Janet Jackson. So, and we obviously know what that kind of did in terms of our censorship for you guys over there in the states. So, um, it was, I,
1: I thought it was ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Even, even when it happened, I, I thought it was—I thought it was just ridiculous that everybody that, I mean, Janet Jackson's tit was seen on screen for a second, mm-hmm. apparently, and 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 it just. And I guess, and I guess three quarters of America needed psychotherapy as a result. Come the fuck on. Yeah,
0: and you know, if it happened in 2018, she would have been applauded for it. It would have been hashtag free the nipple. So, there you go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, it's, it's just an interesting sequence because I think, Kind of just with the song being played there, you know, this kind of very like alluring, sexual type of song, and kind of just this slow motion uh sequence of all uh, some of our characters having sex, and his old poor old Carlos <laughs> being shoved in jail for a sex crime. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of one of these ones where it kind of interplays each other, and I like it. I think it it works well, even if we do have the most randomest bit with Jimmy hooking up, which. I mean, it's been a while since we've had dear old Jimmy the Ladies Man, and I guess it kind of plays in slightly with him this episode, but um I guess we shouldn't mm-hmm. be complaining. Jimmy's got something sort of to do this episode, doesn't he?
1: A little bit, yeah, and it's quite entertaining. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It
0: is hilarious. Well, it's, it's, you definitely remember it. I always kind of remember, oh, the episode where Jimmy's body and that is being shown out there, you know, so I kind of think that... Um, it's definitely something you remember, but we'll get to Jimmy in just a mm-hmm. moment. Um, yeah. We have, um, meanwhile, the next morning after the credits, we've got, uh, Davis. He's bailed out Carlos. He doesn't have $50,000. He's got 10% of it. So he's, um, got $5,000 out with, uh, his mum, uh, that's Davis's mum and a credit card. So, yep, and then obviously this is Carlos, confident Carlos. He's basically saying, like, with my record and everybody backing me up, this will be pretty easy. So it kind of works that way. And then we have Doc and Joy having a bit of a conversation about this. And I do kind of like the bit of um, the continuity here where they, you know, Joy's kind of like, why didn't you tell me about this last night? And, you know, because that would be an obvious thing. Like, well, hang on a minute, this happened last night. Why is Doc only telling you about it right now? But kind of this is – it's.
1: I find- Not the kind of thing you want to talk about during sex.
0: No, well, I- I kind of find it interesting the way Doc sort of handles everything to do with Carlos, because, you know, don't want to bring up next week already, because we're living in a happier time right now where we don't have to watch that episode yet. But, um, <laughs> you know, Doc <laughs> kind of quickly goes from somebody who is, I guess, in a way, thinking Carlos did it to, I guess, almost backing him. So, it's, it's kind of interesting how quickly Doc seems to sort of change his mind with this, but this conversation is essentially, a very, I guess, poignant conversation to what is case in 2018, particularly about sort of the Brett Kavanaugh stuff that we've just dealt with. You know, it's sort of he oh, said, she yeah. said, and sort of Doc's on the, you know, the she said side, as in, you know, backing, I guess, the she, and Joy's on the he said side, you know, backing the, the side of the he. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one because again, it's, it feels very relevant hearing that conversation, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but again like we kept saying last week, that's not how the convo would go today. No,
0: absolutely not it would go that way today. They they would
1: not be able to present it any other way than oh, she says it happened, it happened. Yeah. They they would not be able to present it any other way than that. Yeah,
0: I, I completely agree with you, but uh, I think it's just it's just a very interesting situation to be watching this episode uh in today's I guess society, because, you know, particularly the way there's, you know, the benefit of the doubt that, oh, you know, he'll get the benefit of the doubt. And as you said, like, there's no way now that that would be a case. It's always she would get the benefit no. of the doubt. Um, and then we kind of get a, and, and, and I'm, I'm
1: not, I'm not, oh, wait, I was going to say, I'm not saying we sh, no, we, I'm not saying we shouldn't believe. People who make those claims, and I'm just gonna say this real quickly. I'm not saying we shouldn't believe people who make those claims, but don't rush to, don't rush to a conclusion, you know, investigate it. Yeah, and
0: I, and see what you come up couldn't with. Couldn't agree with that more. Absolutely couldn't agree with that more. I guess the difference in this situation and how we're viewing it from a viewer's perspective is that we saw the incident, we know he's innocent. Um, so, it's kind of a case of, we are watching this differently because we know that fact. Just, if we never saw the alleged incident, and this really is a case of, you know, what happened, um, it would be done completely differently. But, um, I mean, e- even, like, it's, it's just, even how, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It, it's just, it's, we're gonna keep saying it's fascinating to just watch this in 2018, so. Uh um, we'll yeah. we'll get to more of that. I do kinda of like the back and forth here between Joy and Doc how sort of, you know, Joy mentioned something about, you know, I'm glad you're not my father or something like that, and he just sort of like goes off like, you know, it's a problem. I I have an issue with it being an age between us. So um, you know, that will come into some. Then what play. are you doing with her? I mean she's kinda of,
1: kinda of makes me wonder, you know, with, with Doc, you know, if if Doc has such an issue with the age thing, what
0: the fuck is he doing with her? I think it's more of a case of he has an issue when it's brought up. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not, and we've gone over the age gap between Mallory and I, but it's it's never an issue between us. But you know, there are sometimes when certain things will be talked about, like remember this song, remember this, and Mallory will be like I was like two years old when that song came out or something like that. So it's kind of like you know that certain things like that. But yeah, it, yeah, it's just. Obviously, he doesn't appreciate when it's brought up, and she's obviously just joking around, but then we have Bosco yeah. and, uh, Algo. Do we have a name for this girl? I feel, what is her name? Victoria, v- I Victoria, think. Victoria, yeah. Um, who, I mean, I'm glad they keep the continuity up. This is the same girl from, um, the, the report, so they have kept her there. And, um, she's, I guess, feeling a little bit, um, you know, strange about the night before. And Bosco, I guess, kind of doesn't really uh understand that. Uh, not it no, her name's Tori, so Victoria Tori, I guess that's short for it, yeah. Um mm-hmm. and sort of he makes the joke about, you know, being a good girl and it's like, oh trust me, last night you definitely were a good girl. I was like, please don't make that a sex joke. <laughs> um and then <laughs> assen- and that's another thing you wouldn't be able to say today. And then she she essentially invites him back over to come back at like midnight uh, after yeah. he knocks off. Um, then we've got a bit of a conversation, uh, with Kim and, uh, everything going on in regards to the conversation about whether Carlos did it. And we, we get that bit about, um, Kim sort of saying, like, if it was anyone else but Carlos, I would give them the benefit of the doubt. So this is relating to what we've talked about last week in regards to, Carlos's character—you know—he's a sexist, he's a bit of a pig, you know these sort of things—and this is kind of what you've been saying in the last couple of weeks too. That like this, something like this was sort of inevitable, um, which it's it's yeah, it's kind of why the people here are just sort of doubting the claims that he's innocent. So. Which I guess adds an extra layer to this storyline about sort of the it people does. backing him up and everything on those lines. Meanwhile, Jimmy gets a phone call from the woman that we saw a bit of a bum in the bath, um, and essentially he's like, "I'm getting back with my ex," and Jimmy's like, "Women," and he's like, "Don't start." Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't again, I don't feel it, that. I I feel that would be slightly different as well in 2018, but uh, you know, it's it is. How we are watching this in uh two thousand and three uh Sully meanwhile is um in the locker room he's uh getting a bit grumpy, and then of course we've got Bosco coming in talking about how of great course. he is um he realizes that he's being a little bit too happy around sully um Yogis comes in and talks about how great of a day he is everyone's getting laid, so they're all happy. Um, uh, so, uh, I do like Sally's line there when he's basically like, I'm just, want, don't want to be in here until they start singing uh, Raindrops and Roses. Um, and then Carlos, we've cut back to Carlos showing up for work and kind of nobody's there. They're sort of all upstairs and not in the main area of the firehouse. And I don't know why we get this shot sort of of Carlos as he opens his locker and you see photos in his locker of kind of like, you know, swimsuit, addition from Sports Illustrated photos. Like, he's got a, you know, a picture of a woman in a bikini and stuff like that to kind of show that, like, oh, he's a disgusting perv because, you know, he's got a woman in a bikini there. Can we just point out that this whole episode has a storyline about a firefighter shirtless showing off a six-pack to sell a product with women oogling over him, and that's completely fine. This is what we like to call double standards. So just because a guy has been accused of sexual assault and he's got a picture of a a woman in a bikini, don't add two and two together, all right? Just because you have a picture of a woman in a bikini, you're not going to go and sexually assault someone, all right? They're interchangeable things. So, I just, I just don't like the way they have that. It's kind of just, it's meant to allude to the fact that Carlos is a sexist pig because he's got a picture of a woman in a bikini. And yet we have a storyline about a man with no shirt on showing off his abs. And that's okay. So.
1: And not only that, but we have, um, a, and, and also the, Oh gosh, what was it? When Jimmy's face is on a poster for some kind of medicine to help, for some kind of, yeah. Me- My point about the medicine, of the is something to help with.
0: That's, that's exactly it. Like oh, that's, okay. that's what oh, okay. we're, we're, I thought you were it.
1: referring to the bathtub. No,
0: no, no, no. This is the, 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 the photo of Jimmy, which is kind of been superimposed onto sort of a guy with his pecs and his six pack hanging out, you know, so it's kind of, ah, this is one of those okay. double standardy things that I feel that is just, it's okay for men to be sexualized, but it's not okay for women to be sort of sexualized in that term away. So, that's because,
1: that's because society will argue that men can't be sexualized.
0: Well, you've got a person showing their abs and six packs off for a woman to get, you know, perv on that man. That is, for, that is a sexualized photo of a man. Um, hey,
1: I'm not disagreeing. I'm just pointing out society's mentality when it comes to that.
0: Anyway, we're not here to debate. We always get so serious, Darbell. Um, hey, that's okay. It's <laughs> sorry. You know,
1: it's, it's an unfortunate tendency of mine.
0: Basically, Doc comes down though. They get a call, and uh, Doc needs Carlos's ID. He's going to be on restricted duty. He can't wear his uniform. And then, sort of, Doc's little quip there when he says, You will still get paid. I know that's most important to you. Um, so, you know. Well, he. He's not wrong. Well, some I mean, you would want to get paid. Of course you would. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's still kind of, um, you know, a bit, yeah. Anyway, we've got to, not, not a lot of sympathy has been shown here to dear old Carlos. That's what I guess I'm trying to say. Um, right. And we also get Kim walking down. Kim sort of says she told the cops that she didn't see anything. And Doc says that there will be an attorney a uh, union attorney, popping by later on to um, talk to Carlos um, when it comes down to his uh, cleaning duties, I guess, during the day. So um, <laughs> did we get her name? Like, I know we got her name, the uh, the attorney, um, because we're going to see her in a minute. No. And I'm no. trying to... The doc does say her name, and I'm just trying to work out if it's the same attorney sort of person we get next season but i feel they're different like this actor just looks familiar like she's been on the show before so that's where i'm trying to work out if it is her um i don't know yeah we definitely hear a name i just i didn't write her name down and i should have so um that was my bad but um we then have them on the fire truck going to a fire finally that and um, they're essentially talking Jimmy's questioning uh women's motives and that they, you know, never guess what women are thinking and sort of ask Taylor because she's a woman. And then he basically says, I'm off women. And then they're like, Oh, you're not sleeping next to me tonight. It's like, you're not my tight, Walsh. I want DK. He's fine. Like <laughs> that wouldn't, that wouldn't survive in 2018. So no, uh,
1: especially because of how Eddie Sibrian delivers that, delivers that line in the stereotypical
0: gay yeah, guy voice. Exactly. Kind of you know,
1: drop. He's, it. he's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely and just the,
1: the way he, no.
0: Yeah. And then we see the poster for the first time. They pull up and we've got this poster for like an impotency, impotent, I can't even say it. Um, impotency, impotency. Thank you. Uh, medicine to which, uh, somebody has gotten Jimmy's head, photoshopped it on a, a muscular six pack guy and it's sort of promoting it because he's a fireman. And I mean, it, to be honest, I like don't know why. They didn't actually just use a shirtless Jimmy because I was like, we've seen Eddie Sibirin shirtless. They could have He's got a body like that anyway. So <laughs> like, why are they not using it? <laughs> um, and you, no. you know, well, uh, Lou is kind of just like, this better not be you. And Jimmy has no idea about this. And this is kind of, I guess, our comedic storyline for the episode. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it, it's like, as you said, it's kind of, it's a funny little story. You, you do remember this episode. This storyline, I guess. So, um, yes, you know, good on you, Jimmy, for being there, sort of. Um, Carlos, though, is being questioned by this, uh, attorney, this ADA, and essentially every little bad bit from Carlos's past is being brought up. So we hear about Vangie, we hear about the counselor uh back from season 2 as well. So again, good um little bits of continuity being brought up here and sort of things yeah. from Carlos's past and essentially she's saying that these are the questions you will be asked, so you need to get used to these. And um it's yeah. I just I kind of like the way they kind of lay this out because really this episode is just kind of digging a thing for Carl. I was like, how the hell is he going to get out of this? This is essentially what this episode is because you you do kind of think that okay, we or saw what he happened. He's he's you know he's not guilty, and then you feel that yeah, this will be quite a clear case for him to get out of. But with everything that's going against him, this episode, um, you know, you're really starting to feel for him at this point.
1: Yep and actually you know during the previously on third watch segment at the beginning of the episode for like a second i couldn't remember why they featured clips from the first two seasons of carlos but then when this questioning scene was going on i was like okay yeah that's why they played Vanjie going are you an angel yeah and and the uh what whatever the counselor said in season 2 yeah. about him
0: yeah exactly so you know kind of it is one of these things where um if you watch TV a certain way and you sort of can read into it, and I certainly have gotten used to doing this a lot because analysing episodes and trying to be funny and pull out smart things out of my bum, um, is that when you do watch that previously (laughs) on segment, when all of a sudden a random clip from the past will come up, you're going to be like, oh, hang on a minute, like, what's going on here? Like, we had that last season, didn't we? We were randomly doing a previously on third watch and you got Jerry being mentioned, and you're like, what? What's going on, Jerry? Like, why is Jerry all of a sudden being mentioned? So... um. It is a thing. Well, lo and behold, he's in this episode. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we then get Bosco and Jokas. Well, not this one. Bosco right. and Jokas driving around, having a bit of a conversation, and Bosco sort of questioning why does sex have to be complicated? Yokus kind of gives a female explanation of it. Then she goes through explaining how it's pouring in the Yokus household. <laughs> just, I do love Bosco, just, you know, I don't need to know that. Um, it's, it's really funny. And then out of nowhere, smash. Something <laughs> yeah. crashes on their bonnet and there's a domestic going on and people are throwing out things from the window. And I do love how calm Bosco is, particularly when he knocks on the door. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, this doesn't go with my car. And it's like, oh, hopefully I didn't hit anyone. No, just a police car. Um, so, <laughs> just Bosco, very calm in this situation. And um because New York is a city of, like, what, 10 million people, of course, Yokis uh, is going to run into there. a friend of hers from uh, college. Why not? Um, because here we meet Claire, who apparently went to college because we learned that Yokis went to college for a year. And... She's having a domestic and, oh, shock and horror, 2003, shock and horror, she's in a lesbian relationship. So it's kind of like, oh, a domestic happening between two women. Um, and look, it's, it, I think it's a, a unique storyline to have because I, I don't know how in this, you in, know, in, in
1: 2003, yes. Well, even even be.
0: in 2018, I think it would be unique because, again, I don't know how sort of it's portrayed a lot in the US media, but um I know domestic and family violence has really been a big thing in the last couple of years, like really been in the media a lot and kind of a lot of campaigns and everything, like very much so, more so than they've ever had before. And the majority of the campaigns obviously focus on the fact that generally, statistically speaking, men are more likely to commit the violence against the women. So it's very much focused on... Women as victims and helping out women, and I feel that I like a lot of it is not focused on sort of same sex relationships and how that can affect certain things as well, and the fact that you know men can be assaulted by women, men can be assaulted by men, and things like that as well. Entirely, and possible. obviously, in this case, we have women and assaulting a woman. So I think what is unique and interesting about this storyline is kind of that this is a way that they're visiting this, and it's. I feel that it's not. Focus Like, I mean, there are definitely lines and kind of moments where they're sort of questioning about the fact that, oh, look, see, women can also do this too. I feel that it's also, again, not necessarily entirely shoved down your throat as much as, say, it could be preaching right. about things. So, um right. I think it's balanced well with the fact that this is a former friend of... Of Yocus, and even then, like, with kind of the implications, like, that this Claire's in love with Yocus and always has been, and even Bosco's kind of like, oh, so how close were you guys in college? Like, you know, I it, I, rem- I remember when Friends did the obligatory, Rachel had a lesbian moment in college, so let's have her kissing Winona Ryder on screen to try and get a jump in the ratings. So, like, they're always, and like the OC, for example, a if you A jump
1: will. in the ratings? When did Friends... Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just ever a,
0: have low ratings. It's a high promotion thing to have, particularly in the early two thousands. like, oh, there's gonna be a lesbian kiss, and like the OC did it. I was at season two when they made Marissa a lesbian for about three episodes. So, um yeah, it's kind of a thing that I think they handled well here. It's not like they're all of a sudden like, hey, Yolcus was a lesbian for five minutes in the in the college days. You know, they they did this in a way that it was kind of kept open for interpretation. I feel, which I kind of like. Yeah. It works, but yeah, this yep. is a fight essentially <clears throat> we've got them smashing things um they're artists, and she wants to destroy her work, and they sort of separate them as well um and i do i I didn't quite write down particularly what Yokus said, but the way Yokus was explaining something, and Bosco is like, I know you're not talking about me personally. Yokus is like, yeah, right, I'm not um, and then Bosco sort of overshares with the fact that Yokus is getting laid a little bit too much at home and yeah <laughs> just yells him I, I like this couple yeah. this 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 pair they're both good actors, so um it, yeah the the one who played Claire and the one who played is it Audrey whatever her yes, Audrey, yeah, yeah, I like this this pairing it sort of it works well, so um, yeah, and the ass looks fine, but uh they're smashing it up and, until it's shattered, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but that's obviously going to set ourselves open a little bit here and, and why we've got this episode called what it is. We're going to be having a, a reference to the sand um, coming out a little bit. Um, we then have uh, a conversation here between Kim and Doc and uh, essentially Doc... <laughs> the one thing that I don't like about this whole conversation is the way Doc sort of puts it on Kim. And it was like, you were senior, you left him alone, you left a male alone in the back with a female, that's on you. I mean, that's just jumping to assumptions that you can never leave a male alone in a room with a female. Like, again, not every man. I'm, I'm alone in a room right now with a female. Am I going to sexually assault Mallory? No. Am I ever going to sexually assault someone? No. I feel like for the most part, most men, most humans, know not to sexually assault people. It's bad. There are just some bad eggs... Who, for some reason, only known to them and psychologists and that, do want to do such terrible things. So I just think the assumption that Doc and yet says we to all him, get
1: lumped into the same category with them. Yeah,
0: it's just automatically <laughs> that Doc is essentially like you should not have left a male alone with a female, based on one accusation. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a you know I guess he has to turn around and. Uh, sort of like it doesn't lay blame but i think doc handles it badly the way he's kind of handling this with kim um and then obviously doc uh mentions her out uh no kim sorry says about filling her up i didn't know she was going to fill her up as carlos carlos walks in yeah and he hears it and then we get a real kind of intense scene i guess <laughs> because uh carlos questioning kim in front of everybody brings up the whole uh we had a history um I no do I do fuck you I do love the the line from Kim that if you ever touch any part of me I would uh want to be boiled. Um and then we sort of get uh, a bit of intense moment when Carlos basically says like you know none of you believe me and everybody sort of just puts their head down and looks at him and nobody stands up for him. So this is where Carlos realizes he's in a little bit of poo. And he sort of walk, yep. walks out of the Fair room so. by saying that he's not going to let some crazy bitch rule my life, to which Kim is obviously like, are you talking about me? And Carlos is like, take your pick. Take your pick. Yeah. So, pretty intense. And um then I'm going to get to a slight little complaint about this episode. But one thing, again, we always have to commend our actors. And we generally, 99.9% of the time, don't have any bad acting in the show. But uh, Ezra of are shining here. Um, You know, it's it's really... Since we obviously had the stuff with Kylie last season, it's it's been a while since I feel we've had Anthony Reevevar getting a chance to show off some dramatic chops. I mean, we love we love comedic Carlos. Don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to say take that away from us. But I I appreciate the fact that they're sort of giving him a chance to do something a little bit different. And I feel that sort of what I was saying last week that this storyline kind of does level him out a little bit and doesn't quite keep him on that over the top comedic path. I mean, we do get a bit of. Slapstick comedic comedy with him into season six, but that's just because they don't really have a lot with him to do. Yeah. Um, he's just falling on his so head. So, what's all the your time. complaint? Uh, no, no, my complaint's gonna be about something in just a second. Um, okay. But I just, I just wanted to point out Anthony Arivavar's great acting here. My complaint here is just a, it's a little silly complaint. Is the fact here that Carlos goes to Davis and is basically like, take me to see her. And that Davis oh, is yeah. dumb enough to actually go ahead with this. At what point does he think this is a good idea? You're all on Sully's it side here, right now. It is not a good idea. <laughs> like, in what? That's r- the worst. That was the worst possible thing he could have done. But even like you got to think of like the fact that again, no offense to your great country, but this is America where everyone sues everyone uh, if you're not shooting everyone. But like. <laughs> That was a big meme. Susan, (laughs) Susan, shoot. Um, But essentially, like, Sully even here, like, going along for the ride and saying that it's a bad idea. Why does this, like, I know Sully's drunk, but, like, tell him off. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, how on earth does anybody think this is a good idea? Um, and how does no lawyer jump down this as a thing? Like, hey, you brought it here? Like, in what world does somebody who is accused of sexual assault going over to their accuser's house to plead innocence ever to go tr- well for them in court? It doesn't. And, it, Davis... That, got br- the- that
1: brings up something... You go. Uh, that, that brings up something else. Um, earlier in the episode, the lawyer s- says to Carlos something like, uh if you were innocent, you wouldn't say you were sorry or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. I,
1: I don't... I, well, I don't really understand that line of thinking,
0: to be honest. Well, it's... I mean... you can. I can see both perspectives of it, because for the most part, people who sexually assault or rape and things like that generally aren't sorry. They're doing it for their own well, sick no. reasons, and that's, I think, what she's implying, but, um... It's it's kind of like what we get in this episode when he's going to quit and Doc says, quitting makes you look guilty, um, which it does, like, absolutely. And it's like in these court cases where essentially, you know, like, um, say, a, a Hollywood actor is accused of sexual assault and then they settle in court, you know, to make it go away. Uh, A lot of of the time people automatically assume that they're guilty, so they're just using money to shut them up. But on the flip side of that, it could also be the fact that the accuser is doing it purely to get money out of it, and then the person involved knows it's going to stick to them. So I'm not guilty, but I'm just going to shut them up anyway because it's going to get dragged through the media. So there's always two sides to kind of how you can read into these things. Um, yeah, which is what makes this obviously this subject and sort of these things like this very tricky and complicated, but, um, it's just, it's just, you also got to look at Davis's stupidity here. The fact that he's gone into a victim's personal file and grabbed an address and given it to essentially a civilian in terms of a non law enforcement person. Like we know he's part of the emergency (laughs) services, but he's not a cop. There's no reason for, right. people, you know, to do this. So, Davis, the fa- how Davis does not get severely reprimanded for this is beyond me. <laughs> at the at the very least. Because there is no way after they get taken to the house that her uh, stepdad and mum does not form a complaint about this situation. So, you know, a bit of a drop the ball here moment with the writing. Just like last week about somebody, you know, blowing up an ambulance with an Uzi. Oh, no, they're fine um you know this time around breaking a, a heap of rules um and somehow they they're letting them get away with this apparently um jimmy then heads over i oh, don't know jimmy's been questioned more here by lou um essentially they're all questioning him because they always know he always needs money um and then i do like kind of like oh especially with something like emergency cream kim tell him i don't need this and then just Kim just sort of walks away. <laughs> um I mean again, it's kind of a pointless storyline, but it's it's fun that Jimmy's got something to do. Um yeah. Taylor's had an obligatory one line this episode, so you know, they've kept her busy. Um and we've sort of questioned Kim having no storyline. Well, I guess Kim's sort of involved in some of this stuff, so good for her there's that yeah there's that uh meanwhile we've got the yokus and bosco conversation in the car we learned that yokus went to college and then bosco questioning how good of a friend you guys were um i do like that line that uh yokus just says to bosco like grow up (laughs) (laughs) yep
1: and i like the i like the bit of the conversation where uh she's talking about how claire was you know the really radical up in your face type and bosco's like I hate
0: people like yeah, that like you would i'll had- be honest i ca- <laughs> you yeah, you sorry I interrupted you <laughs> yeah i'll
1: I'll be honest in some ways, I kinda do too well, because it it's, depends on the person i mean it it does it does, but it's like, hey, I don't mind you expressing your
0: views to me, I'll listen to you, but Respect my personal space, would you please? Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> and let's and let's talk. We got. I love Sully in the car here, though, with Davis and Carlos. as stupid as this whole situation? It's just the way that Sully's basically like, "Yeah, you definitely change when you with Hancock. You got stupider."
1: <laughs> well, in 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 this particular case, I mean, we've already established this. In this particular case. He's not wrong. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sully is right about everything that he's going on here. You know, like you guys can share a cell together, but like, we know Sully's just, you know, being jerked to everyone as we kind of get the uh, ongoing motion here. But, uh, I do, I think, I feel Skip Sardis enjoyed playing this type of character with Sully just cause he, he does seem like very relaxed in the way he's kind of made Sully in the last few weeks. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. Um, I uh, also, you know, Dave is kind of ragging him on a little bit about the fact that he's wearing sunglasses, and you know, unless there's another reason why you're uh, wearing it. So they knock on the door. We meet, um we meet Nicole's well stepdad, and I think that's important. And pay- Go ahead. Oh yes,
1: pay attention to him.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's important I'll, that I'll you see the fact that he's her stepdad. And not uh anything more than that. So just uh just And he says your daughter... and he says uh what's the She's always in the Mel
1: Yeah and Ma- and Melinda someone's uh someone's here to-, to talk about your daughter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's an important thing to remember. Uh meanwhile, Claire is at hospital, uh Bosco and Yokus... Uh, back at the hospital and, um, Claire, it seems, has been beaten up to which she's lying that she fell down the stairs and classic line. Yep. Yeah, and then sort of Bosco getting a little bit angry. You know, he says that line about what good is batting for the different side of the plate if you're still going to get beaten. And sort of she's like, my sexuality has, no- sexuality has nothing to do with you. Bosco storms out. And, um, we get Claire dropping the line of remembering when we used to say nothing happens by accident and sort of, um, it's, it's kind of here to make Yokus think a little bit about her past and kind of things like that, which I guess overall it's, I mean, there's not a whole lot of implications to Yokus's character here and everything moving forward, but I mean, it reminds me a little bit of, no. Season one, when she comes across a former guy that she used to know, like an ex boyfriend of hers who invites her to the hotel. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: that's in episode 18, I believe, of season
0: one. But I mean, I guess the difference is there. she's having troubles with the marriage back then, whereas now it's raining in the yoga's household. <laughs> so, um, ah. <laughs> uh. Heavy downpours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, then we've got this confrontation going on at the door of Nicole, and they're sort of questioning it, and then Carlos, Carlos comes out. Carlos'
1: stupid ass gets out of the fucking car!
0: Uh, and then of course Nicole's there, and you see she's scared, and it's just, it's just a shamozzo. We've, we've talked a lot about this. Carlos yelling, please, I apologize. Um, and then we just get a shot of them pulling back up at the house, and Sully's essentially like, Oh, you know, all things considering, I think that went quite well. Now, this is one of those TV things, like those cliches in TV shows that always annoy me is the fact that, okay, for the purpose of editing and transitioning, We this is the first time we're seeing these people talk after they've, you know, come from this place. It is now dark since they've left Nicole's place. So, you know, let's, let's say it's a half-hour drive or 20-minute drive, however long it is. Are we led to believe that they did not have this conversation in the car or anything at all for that entire time until they pull up to the precinct and say, well, all things considering, I think that went quite well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They probably didn't, you know. You never know, because some sometimes, you know, sometimes a car ride can be quite can be quite silent. I just, yeah, I I maybe maybe they were maybe they were all just lost in thought about what had just what had just transpired. I get what you mean. I mean, it was it wasn't going to go well to begin with, but Carlos
0: just jumping out of the car, Nicole, 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 that only made it worse. I just feel it's unbelievable to think that they wouldn't get back in the car and after things have come down, have that conversation there. It's like, you know, through our Survivor coverage days, it's like if you ever watch Survivor and they kind of had the the vote out. No, um, I don't. Well, they have. Well, they have you know the, the contestant at the end of the episode gets voted out. The end's tribal council. You see them all walking back to camp and then essentially the opening shot of the next episode is always them back at camp with their torches talking about the vote like it's just happened. And that used to always annoy me, but then yeah. through the show I learnt that they get uh, put on a silence. So essentially as soon as they're finished at Tribal Council, the producers are like, okay, cut, we've stopped filming, nobody talk, and they get them in a van and drive them back to their camp, to which then they get let out of the van, sent into camp, and then that's when the producers are like, okay, you can talk. So for them, it is the first time that they can talk about it after Tribal Council council and it's just the way it's yeah. portrayed so there is an explanation yeah, but i, mean, I behind don't i don't that. watch
1: yeah, i don't i don't watch survivor regularly but i mean i've seen bits and pieces of it yeah and i do know the 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 tribe the tribal council thing yeah but it's just but, it's just yeah, one of that's, those, but that's new to me well it's just
0: one of those editing tricks that they do but yeah this is just one of those things that yeah. always kind of annoys me but i do i do like Sully. Essentially, you know, yelling out to, you know, Hey Nieto, like, you know, you're not going to win. Essentially, it's going to, it's cheaper for them to fire you and hire someone else and it is to fight for you. Um, it's like, there's nothing you can do. So, um, yeah. I feel like Sully was kind of gloating there. Well, it's to just, be it's honest. just drunken, not, no care Sully. You know, it's kind of, and this is, this is where, yeah, it, that's true too. Yeah. I just kind of, I, you really feel for Carlos here, but you also kind of got to, like, you know, Sally's telling it how it is, and that's kind of what Sally does. And let's be honest, Sally's not wrong. And in 2018, Carlos isn't getting his job back. The,
1: yeah, it cleared or not, he is not getting... He will not... He would not get his job back today. Because
0: this, like, the thing is, this whether, would be whether a huge he, news story, and then Nicole would have gone to the media. She'd go to, like, the New York Times, the New York Post, and this would be everywhere. So, um, you know, it it definitely...
1: And and even if it came out... And even if it came out that... Oh, uh... No, it, no, it wasn't him. It would it would be barely mentioned. It well, would just be mentioned. Yeah, it, it'd be a blink and you miss it moment. It'd be a small piece in the back section of the newspaper uh, or whole, the or the or the
0: website. It's a whole other kettle of fish, which I'm mentioning here, and is a whole other topic for debate. And I'm not trying to lump this all in again with the innocence and not right. innocence thing, but it's, it's no different to whenever something gets brought into the the media about a police shooting or something along those lines, and boom, it's like straight away down the throat that the cop was you know did it wrong, and then that. No matter what happens when it comes to the evidence, that is, it's enough, and there's protests in the street, and all this stuff. And again, I'm not trying to say these are the same thing, but it's just a case of that, it's trial by media, and this is what would happen to Carlos in this situation, particularly in 2018. So, um, it, yep. he's, he's done, if this was now. Um, we have Bosco and Jokic, having a coffee here, chilling, um, and to which Bosco uses the word ex, ex- Exocentral, exocen—I can't even say it. I can't use big words. Exit, existential, existential. Thank you. And uh, I do love the way Bosco sort of was like don't make a face. I do know some big words. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just a nice. This is where again it kind of feels like a little bit of a- an old episode because you know season one was a journey to the Himalayas where they're sitting on their car like this, having a coffee, and Bosco is talking about the Eskimos and things like that. So um, <laughs> yeah. yep. Yeah, I like it. And then I do like sort of the line there where Bosco's talking about um the... Oh, God, we've forgotten the name already. It's Tory, isn't it? Um, and the way he's like, Tory, I'm yes. going to go back there tonight. And the way Yogi's like, that's a spirit. Um, so it's just... <laughs> I like that. Um Jimmy yeah. confronts the guy, finds out who's behind the uh campaign. And essentially this guy has stolen... A photo of Jimmy that he took for charity and mixed it with somebody, another model, and selling it out there for $10,000, which Jimmy's all like, wow, $10,000, and for a meager 3,000 hits on a website, that's not that many. Um, I guess in 2003 it was. Not by today's standards. I guess in 2003 it was, but Jimmy all of a sudden doesn't give a shit about this anymore, all of a sudden he's all like, wow, $10,000, now... Funny scene. Fair enough. Jimmy's caring about the money here. But the questions I have to ask is, A, does Jimmy get a cent of that money? It's never implied. B, is he still going to be sued by the department for using his image out there? And, like, like, what are the implications of what happens after Jimmy? I think it would be funny if this is brought up in a couple of episodes' time. But I feel this is it. We didn't hear about this again. No, I don't think we did. Yeah. It's, okay, fair enough. It was just a one and done thing. I'm assuming Jimmy must get a percentage out of that. Then, if he's excited for well, let's hope so. ten thousand dollars, um, anyway, it Jimmy. These days, that thing.
1: These days, that that thing, that thing would go viral. Let's be honest, it would.
0: Yeah, and they would be like, "Oh, the sexy firefighter doing this and blah 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 blah." Um. Carlos has a bit of a scene here. He's cleaning the firehouse by himself, and he helps out a little boy who's uh accidentally gotten a knife. And it's kind of a sweet little scene there with Carlos, just, again, to show that, look, no matter what we think of Carlos, he's a nice guy because, uh, you know, he helps a six-year-old boy with a cut in his hand. So good for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have Yokus and Bosco back at the precinct. We've got Audrey here who is there to confront them, to essentially say, like, are you happy now? She's left. Um, and this is where we get the inclination that, uh, apparently Claire was in love with Jocus, and leaves behind an envelope of sand to which Jocus obviously use it to say that, uh, she's left her sand castle and this is where the episode title comes from. It's a decentish little moment, I guess. So. It is, yes. You know, nothing fantastic, but it's still there, I guess. Um. And this is where we get a pretty intense scene, though, I think, between Sully and Davis, to which sort of Sully confronts Davis, it's like, you've got something to say to me. Davis is essentially like you're being like a jerk and saying it's harder and harder to feel sorry for you. And then we kind of end with this dramatic little sentence here. We, we mentioned, what, like a week or so ago about how Davis in no way confronted yeah. Sully about his drinking. Well, this is where, obviously, yep. Yep. when was does- the last
1: time when have you gone, when have you gone to bed sober since Tatiana died?
0: And then there's just a silence with sort of the music that's happening there and, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hear that a lot. They're gonna play that a lot in the previously on third watch moving forward. Um, so. Yeah, what, that line. Well, just that scene of when was the last time you went to bed sober. So we're gonna, we're gonna see that a little bit more moving forward. Uh, then we have Carlos right now. He's uh, talking to Doc and asking him not to be patronized for because he helped the little kid by Doc. And then he apologizes to Kim about what he said. And then he essentially says he's going to quit the fire department because hopefully that will make them drop the case. And, um, yeah, he will then just go and do something else. And the one thing, like, I don't necessarily like about this is the fact that all of a sudden he raises the fact that like oh i'm never going to become a doctor it's like when when did we ever when was the last time we heard about doc uh carlos becoming a doctor was
1: it season two season two yeah yeah season two when he was in medical school
0: yeah so this is all of a sudden thing that's got raised again um so and what does he say like oh i was beginning to feel like i was going to be around here forever so you know and I, I do kind of like eventually we get that transition with Carlos where he's kind of like he accepts the fact that he's a paramedic and doesn't want to become a doctor, I guess. But it just feels kind and of forced, actually, like we haven't heard this I, in a long time.
1: Right, right. And actually, I think it was after this incident, after it all unfolded, that he realized that, you know, this is what I actually want to do. Mm.
0: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of in terms of like, I know that there's a there's a bit of a thing going on with that. Um Then we kind of end with... A weirdish montage with this weird music. It's just, I don't know how I feel about the music. Um, and essentially, we've got uh, Yokos putting the sand into a jar that she received from Claire a long time ago. Fair enough. Uh, Jimmy on his laptop looking at the poster and smiling. So, okay. Uh, we have Bosco going to Tori's house, but he goes to knock on the door, but nope, he doesn't want to do it, so he walks away. And can we just put that little asterisk next to that as to why next week will annoy me? One of the many reasons that annoys me is that this bit ends this episode, but then all of a sudden next week kind of makes us believe that that bit never happened. Um We have Joy naked staring at Doc looking like they've had a fight. It's kind of weird. And then we've got Carlos putting on his hoodie, he's wearing a beanie, and he just walks through the steaming sections of New York City, and we get a nice shot of the Chrysler building as we fade out into black. So, that ends our episode. Anything you want to add here? it does. Anything there? Nope. It's, I just, I'm not a fan of, like, we've talked about the montages and how kind of they're starting to really rely on them, and... Generally I feel we've been quite positive on the montages for somebody like me, particularly, who's complaining about them a lot, but this one just feels a bit hammy. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of this closing montage, so anyway. Um, what are we doing with this episode, Darvell? Um I'm giving it a low buy. Low buy, yeah. Any particular reason? Yeah.
1: Largely because of just how relevant the main storyline is Mm -hmm. it's done it's done very well it's done very well for its time minus carlos being a stupid fuckwit (laughs) um but uh but it's it's handled very well and this and just like with just like with just like with four days from season two i said this about that episode this episode could air today and sadly it would be just as relevant
0: yeah No, I agree with that. And As we keep going on, it would be done very differently. Uh, Yeah, I'm on the same page as you, though, Delphile. I am low buying it. I think it, as again I said at the beginning, it does feel very much like an old-school episode, and I think kind of it's got enough going for it that, you know, you'd want to watch this again. And, yeah, I I think you you hit the nail on the head. It's it's a relevant episode to today, um, just done in a slightly different way. But um, Yeah. Yeah. and, And special props out there, too, to... Anthea Revivar, how he's handling these storylines as well. Uh I've got this ranked currently at fifty seven out of seventy eight episodes. It is the second lowest by. Uh the one below it is Crime and Punishment Part Two. Uh and I have it just behind Walking Wounded from season two. So uh there uh, you yes. go. <sighs> Alright. Next week and Snowblind. So it be and so it is. <laughs>
1: so we have gotten to Ben's absolute favourite episode of Third Watch.
0: I don't think I'm here next week. Um, Uh, Have we established that uh, I'm going (laughs) to take the week off? Nice try, Ben. (sighs) Ben, we have... It's part
1: of the coverage. We can't just skip it.
0: Well, I mean, no one misses anything if they do. Uh, (laughs) All right, strap yourself in next week, folks, uh, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. And can I just point out that Scott Williams... You're not safe next week, mate. Uh I feel like I was too nice and you during Firestarter. <laughs> next week, no. Uh I question There's the man no, who directed this episode. I already questioned him when he was on this show. Scott Williams, uh you would have a lot to answer for. Uh so I apologise to anybody right now who has not seen Snowblind. Uh, I apologise for the shitness of it. I apologise that it is a bad episode, and I apologise that you'll have to subject yourself to 42 minutes of rubbish. So, um, can I just point out, it doesn't really get any worse than this. So, there you go.
1: (laughs) Not even the vampire story? Not even vampires come season Uh... six? But would you even watch vampires over this?
0: Ask me in two seasons time.
1: Uh, (laughs) All right, we'll do. I just, I just want to
0: again point out that the synopsis on Wikipedia for season six, episode seventeen, is: Bosco returns to duty. Cruz investigates the deaths of four gang leaders. Face annoys a vampire. Uh, (laughs) Just how do you, just how do you annoy a vampire? (laughs) Put them in third watch. Oh, God. All right. Sadly, Snowblind next week. Cool. Um, in the meantime, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and all the other places. Subscribe and do all those things and get yourself Everywhere nice and drunk like Scott available. Williams was when he wrote Snowblind when you watch next week's episode. <laughs> um, my name is Ben and uh, next week, sure. <laughs> my name's Darvel, and... We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at the